Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Cersei podcast. We're glad you're here today. I want to remind you, if you'd like to give to what God is doing here in Cersei, you can text the word Cersei to 88000 or go to newlifechurch.tv slash giving to give online. As always, thank you so much for your faithfulness and supporting the local church. We want to remind you, due to COVID-19, our in-person services are no longer happening, but you can join us Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook or YouTube or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. on Facebook. Just search NLC Cersei. Now prepare your hearts for a great word from Pastor Kevin today. Hey, New Life Church, uh, just want to give you a little bit of an update, and then I'm going to hop into uh, part two of Sacred Pathways. You know, we we started this a, a few weeks ago, and so today I'm just going to take an opportunity to just uh, finish up, and uh, I hope that what this little two-part series is doing is helping you discover the way that you connect the most to God. And also, I think if there was a second goal of mine in this, it would be that you're not looking at other people saying, man, I wish I was more like them, but you can celebrate the way that, that you are and the way that you naturally connect to God. So just for the sake of reviewing, let me tell you what we talked about in the first podcast. And I would challenge you to go back and listen to the whole thing. It's not very long, but we explained some of these uh, some of these pathways a little bit more in depth than I'm going to do right now. But the first one was the naturalist pathway, and this was those of you who love to get outside and be outdoors, and that somehow, uh, you know, being out in the air and being able to take a walk or listen to a creek, just find some solitude in, in being outdoors somehow connects you to God. The second one was the worship pathway, that there are a lot of you that truly enjoy the act and the art of worship, whether that be to demonstratively express that with the lifting of your hands or the clapping of your hands, or maybe you just sit and and just center yourself on the presence of God through music. Um, I I referenced Psalm 92, verse 1 in that, and I'm going to reread this from the NIV, but it just says, it's good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. And some of you, uh, that verse would really resound in you. The third one was the solitude pathway. And so if you were wired this way, uh, we just simply taught that uh, you feel close to God when you're by yourself, just to steal away, get away from the crowd and the hustle and bustle of everyday life, and just be able to, to have some moments of stillness and quietness, and somehow in that stillness you, you feel the presence of God. Um, so that would definitely be um, those of you who would classify yourself as introverts, uh, you like to sit and think and dwell and reflect and journal. All that would come into into solitude. Even Jesus uh, did this in Luke 5. He says uh, Jesus withdrew to lonely places and, and, and prayed. And that lonely place really translates to quiet places. He just backed away from the crowd and, and the people that he was constantly pouring into and just took some time to get refueled. The fourth pathway that we talked about was the relational pathway. And so this would be those of you who are extroverts, and you just really connect to God by connecting with other people. So you find things like life groups and a Sunday morning gathering or an event or a conference. You always find those to be so life-giving for you personally. 
And so we covered those four. And again, I would encourage you to go back and just visit that or original talk on that. But today I'm going to give you three more ways uh, that you can connect with God. And hopefully those of you who are listening right now um, are able to take these uh, six or seven ideas and identify with one of them and challenge yourself to grow even deeper in them. So the fifth way I'm going to talk about is the traditionalist pathway. And this is when you connect to God through traditions. Okay. Now, really what you and I would call a traditional church today is actually uh, historically would be more of a European um, reflection of church. So when our ancestors came over from Europe and they began to establish culture here, they brought that church culture with them. So really what we would call a traditional church is not actually a a true reflection of what it would have been like in the first century church. Um, So we think of things uh, when we use the word tradition like hymn books or stained glass or liturgical services where you maybe recite the same thing over and over, or a prayer is given that is recited. Things like scripture readings, or it could be even things like the taking of communion or water baptism. Uh, I I know when I moved to Searcy, this would have been the late 80s, um, you know, Searcy is, is a Church of Christ community, and so water baptism was such a column in, in that in that belief system. And people would ask me all of the time, you know, uh, why aren't we um, baptizing people weekly? Why aren't we offering communion weekly and those types of things? It took me forever to figure out, why am I getting so many questions on this? It's because that is a tradition that was followed um, so strongly in this area. So there's a lot of things that you can look at your life and maybe see a traditional value um, that really just makes you feel close to God. Maybe it's when we sing an old hymn or, you know, some of these old churches, and I'm saying this respectfully, but I always call them shotgun churches. You walk in, there's a row of pews on the left and a row of pews on the right and a big center aisle, and right up the center is the is the stage with uh, a lot of times a, an ornate pulpit, something that's been maybe handcrafted. Maybe there's wooden pews up front or wooden altars up front. And um, I, I, I grew up preaching in those churches and attending in those churches, so they, they are special to me. Um, but Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says, So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And so I would tell you that uh, tradition is something that you don't have to be married to, but you can certainly find a connection to God in them. So just don't be married to the method. Be married to the message, okay? The The next thing I would talk about would be the intellectual pathway. And so this is for those of you who are seekers. You like to study. Uh, you like to get um, into a book or the Bible or get out a stack of journals where you've taken notes for years. And you love to discover God by making something theologically make sense to you or more sense to you. It's like the mysteries of God. You love seeing them unfold in your own mind. Proverbs 18.15 tells us the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. 
that there is a heart in some people that wants to just know, okay? So they connect to God by by having their mind stimulated and their learning. They they love deep conversations about God and the Bible, and they love to be challenged. Um, so if you're that person today where you love to just find out more about God, this could be uh, a time in your life, especially given the COVID virus, you're already having to separate yourself. Um, this could be a time where you could um, create more time for solitude and thought. So the last one I'm going to cover today and this would kind of wrap up these pathways. Now, in Gary Thomas's book, he covers nine of them. I'm only going to give you seven. Um, maybe that's a little a little carrot in front of the horse. You might want to go and and purchase that book and finish it up for those of you who are OCD about finishing things. But the last one would be the service pathway. And so this is for those of you who have to do something like. Like you don't just want to learn it and you don't just want to journal something and you don't just want to feel something in your heart. Action to you is what really speaks to you um, regarding your relationship with God. Now, we talked a little bit, bit about this last night on our Wednesday night service. We talked about Mark chapter 12, 30 and 31, where Jesus is basically giving us the guardrails of the perfect will of God. So he's saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor as yourself is a service pathway. You are reaching out. You are doing something. You are helping. You are serving. You are creating a, a solution to a problem that someone else might have. So Romans chapter 12, to give you scripture to this, verse 7, says, if your gift is serving others, then serve them well. Okay, this is what we would call excellence. So if you if you go to do it, do it well. Do it all the way. Um, so you are connecting to God by serving and helping. Um, and we're all called to serve, but some of you are just more wired to serve endlessly. And if I use that specifically for New Life Church here in Searcy, this is for those of you who are on serve teams. You love to park cars and pour coffee and reset a service and do all the busy stuff that is required for us to accommodate a crowd. And we're thankful for you. And so um, thank you for just having this as part of your spiritual DNA. So that's all of them for uh, for this particular podcast, the traditionalist pathway, the intellectual pathway, and the service pathway. So listen, share with us, okay? Tell us what you feel the most connected to God. What, what way do you feel um, is the most significant way that you feel closer to God? What replenishes you? What connects you? What pathway is good for your soul, okay? So listen, I'm going to pray over us. And um, before I do that, I want to thank all of you who continue to give and support us during this time. So you can continue to give online um, or you can mail in a gift, uh, whichever one you're more comfortable with. But this is just a thank you uh, for those of you who are able to give. We just really, really appreciate the way that you are supporting us uh, right now. So let me pray over you. God, I love you. Thank you for our church. Thank you for every person who's listening today who is trying to discover more of who they are in you. And I pray that these pathways really speak to them, that one of these jumps 
out of the speaker and into their heart and they can really sense, wow, that is me and I need to expand that and discover that a little bit more. Maybe someone is listening and they didn't see themselves in in a in in one of these ways it feels odd, but yet they go, you know, that might be me. So God, let us take a first step to just explore a new way, maybe a way that we never thought about connecting with you. So thank you for all the avenues you give us to discover you, to be in your presence, and to know more about you. We look forward to our time together, and um, we give you praise for the way you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll see you next time. We love you.